Hi everybody, welcome to our podcast, Black Woman Business. Today we're doing episode 5 and our episode is on overcoming. If you remember well, our last episode was on fears, doubts and epic failures. I've heard a lot of people come through and ask how do you overcome, how do you stand strong, Tuli, and also how do you um, uh, find ways to just go over all the obstacles that are presented to you. Today I am going to address those and I'm also going to make it a little extra interesting. Uh, I've got somebody joining me here again. (laughs) So... Um, I've got an, a fellow podcaster, fellow mother, fellow businesswoman, fellow community person, <laughs> uh, Fernando. And um, Fernando will introduce herself. And um, I'm so glad to have her here today as we tackle how to overcome. Uh, Fernando, here's your space. Uh, please give us a nice intro. A nice intro. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I never think about these things in my shoot. I don't know why. I just rock up to life. <laughs> I'm prepared. Always. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm Fernando and um, I am, like Tuli said, a fellow podcaster. I initially started as a, okay, as a singer, ne? Okay. I am, ne? A singer? Yeah. Oh, I wow. Sing. Yeah, I know. So, I, I, yeah, I heard from your podcast. Yes. yes. So I started as a, off as a musician, and um, but now I, and then I moved to radio. I was presenting radio at Impulse Radio for about two years. I did a show with my co-host, Miss Franco, about relationships, and now I focus more, I'm more independent, hence okay. the podcasting. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what I do, and I'm a mommy, I'm a wifey, I'm a neighbor, <laughs> yeah. <You're a> girl. <laughs> yeah. So Fernando, it's so interesting how you and I actually met because I've seen you for for some time now. Yeah. But at a distance. Um okay, so yeah, just so you know, we actually lived in the same uh complex, complex with yes. Fernando. Yes. But I'm just like uh it took me quite some time to get through. Yes. Like Every time I see it, it was always at a distance. Because I know all the other parents of our kids yes. pretty well. Yes, yes, yes. So, and you can see I'm very... Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, here, like, hey! <laughs> Hello! <laughs> so, um, when, but when we met and I was just like, okay, so that's David's mom. And David's mm-hmm. the most energetic child. Oh, guys. I don't know from where, but yes. <laughs> I was expecting parents that are also going to be like, hey, we yeah. are the parents. And I'm just like, okay. They're very quiet, very much to themselves. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, and then uh, it took quite a while, actually, mm-hmm. for me to knock down that door. But I'm so glad we finally met. I'm also glad you did. Because I think one thing, I'll put it out here, because I'm visually impaired. So there's a certain distance up to where i can see okay and a lot of people don't know that maybe because of just how i just go i just walk i just do my thing so i know people can see pretty far (laughs) (laughs) i don't see that far so many times maybe i'd walk past someone and genuinely not see them 
And maybe the person might think that I was rude and this girl doesn't greet and stuff like that. So that is something that till now, it's still a bit of an insecurity. Mm. So when people like you come and just like, hey, I'm here. I'm like, hey, what's up? You know, like that helps me oh. actually now start to approach and get to know people. But I know a lot of people maybe might feel a waste because I don't greet because yeah. sometimes I see something that might be a person and it's a pole. Mm. So I'm saying hello to a pole. I'm like, okay, that person is Wrong. rude. But the whole time goes <laughs> okay. So like, you know what? I'm not going to try this anymore. <laughs> you just leave it there. No, I'll, I will. Unfortunately, I leave it up to the sighted person to come through. Come through, yes. No, I'm, I, I really like what you're saying, Fernando, because for me, I got a lot of assistance from Tato. One mm-hmm. of the other moms. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that you're visually impaired. Yes. I really didn't. Because, like I say, I always see you from a distance. Yes. And I was just like, that's a very shy lady. Or she just doesn't want to like interact. Yeah. And there are people like that. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I always respect that. Yeah. That's why I want people to respect me when I want to force myself mm-hmm. into them. <laughs> like, so please, let me in. Let me in. I knock. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, it's a, it's a two-way mm. thing. So, um, also... For me, there was a day that I had an encounter with you and it was so close and I got to see that you're actually visually impaired. Mm. I was shattered Yeah. when I walked home and to realize that this lady that I thought maybe wanted nothing to do with the mm. neighbors, you don't want to do the yeah, whole yeah, yeah. high high thing. Yeah. And I was just like, it took me a, a while actually to digest. To digest, yeah. Mm. And then... Um, I don't know, one time I was also um, chatting with Tando and I, I, I mentioned that's the time when they were fixing the, the veranda, oh, yeah, the, the balconies. The balconies yeah. yes. And she mentioned something and I said, oh, I don't know how to approach. We get so nervous, yes, I think, as, yes. as um, able, uh, able yeah, people or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I just, it's so ner- I don't know how to interact with her. And mm. Tando's like, you know what, just relax. She's like, you actually, both mm. of you are... Chatterboxes, yes. you'll get along, yes. just chill. And yes. I was just like, really? Because I don't know. I, I want to I wanna come in, but I, I don't know. And I don't want to be like, you know, and I'm also thinking like, how is she coping? How is she doing? Mm. Because from when, when I first saw you, I thought um, your visual impairment was something that happened recently. Mm. I thought it was just like maybe because I put on contacts quite often, mm-hmm. so I sometimes get conjunctivitis and yes, I treat and yes, whatever. So yes. I know how it is, and yeah. I know how it is when it's new. Yeah, so yeah, for yeah. me, when I saw you, I thought, okay, this is a new thing, and she's mm. probably going through qu- quite a lot yes. now, right yes, now. Yeah, and I only got to know on your podcast that, um, I mean, it's not something that happened no, yesterday, it's like 23, 23 years ago. And it's funny you say conjunct, conjunct. Oh, she's, oh, she's. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> Conjunctivitis. Yes. Because that's actually how my condition started. I was 10 at the time, living in Mozambique. And uh, so I got the infection. And it was just such a weird thing. Because even now, actually, my dad was... Every time I speak to my parents, more details come to the full story. Mm. Um, but I guess it, uh, just to make it shorter, is I had to move from my parents' house to my aunt's house because my father was traveling a lot and my mother had myself and my younger brother. So she couldn't take me to school and then take him to school and then take herself to work. And, then, you know, mm. and my one cousin went to the same school that I had recently moved to. And um, so I was at my aunt's house for that. 
I'll say like you know for January February I was I was going to school with my cousin and so yes. and then I got the the infection conjunctivitis which I got pretty commonly. Mm. I don't know if it's because I always played in sand because you know what I lie when I say I don't know where my son is from. That one is my son. It's like that. <laughs> yeah, you played like that. I played like that. I was that child. I didn't want shoes. I didn't want the shirt. I had dust in my hair all the time. Uh, that was me. So my son, low key. Okay, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so my mother was a nurse, okay. right? She's now retired. So she had to retire early. Um, but at the time she was actively working. So my aunt and uncle, they are. I think 12 apostles, I can't remember what the yes, church was. Yes. And they had this thing where the men and women didn't go to church at the same time. Okay. Or they had the men's service or something. I can't remember, but they were not together. My aunt was at church. My uncle was home. Home. Mm. My mom called me house everything, and I told her, I'm good. I've got tests, but also I've got this uh, conjunctivitis. And she's like, okay, cool. Let me, who's home? And I said, uncle is home. And she says, let me talk to uncle. So the conversation she had with my uncle, I didn't know. Mm. Where she had asked him, do you have medication? And he said, I do have, but it's expired. Because my uncle is a carpenter. So he also gets a lot of crap in his eye. Okay. So he has some random ointment. So she said, no, don't use that. Tomorrow I'll send new medicine. medicine. Mm. That conversation didn't get to me. My uncle goes out to church. My aunt comes back and they don't meet mm. and my aunt comes and she's in a panic oh my god somebody else's child is sick what am i gonna do and then she saw like oh crap i do have eye ointment, ointment but it has expired so then that's what she used to try and treat and i know many people like in aren't you angry at her whatever i'm like that woman was if you saw the panic that i saw she genuinely was trying mm, to, to help, help. So through that, um, it was tetracycline. So I developed an allergy, Stephen Johnson syndrome, which is basically an allergic reaction that you can have to such medication like tetracycline. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it being expired kind of made it worse, worse. but it affected now my whole body, mm. right? So it wasn't just my eyes; it was my skin. It was it was horrible. It was a whole. It was a whole thing. My nails fell off, fell off. Like like I don't grow nails. Mm. Um, my skin. This is I like joking with my mom. We call this new skin because <laughs> everything was just gone. Oh. You know. But um, yeah, and that's how I came to South Africa basically for treatment. This is in 1999. Mm. And uh, after I healed, my eyesight did not. You know, so and from there, my corneas got messed up on my left eye. I can I have zero sight. Mm-hmm. I tried a few cornea transplants, but they didn't stick because my tear glands dried up. So I also don't have tears as well. So oh. I need to uh, like lubricate. manually lubricate my my eyes. Mm. I use an ointment for that. And um, yeah, so that's that's how basically I lost my sight, and then I moved to a school for the blind mm-hmm. in Pretoria. Yes, that's why I met all that bunch of madness that you oh, met. Oh, <laughs> what crazy people! We come from that back. We come from like two thousand nineteen ninety nine. Mm. Like we we grew up together. Such solid friendships. Very solid. Very solid. Like we really. 
we have something that I know a lot of people don't have in friendships. Yeah, you're you know? right, you're right. And we value that a lot of each other. That's but so beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's how what, I what, what I want to find out, Fernando, is the moment that you actually realized, okay, so because of this whole thing, this now changes, mm -hmm. um, you have to move to South Africa, you have to go to school for the blind. And, you know, I think... I don't know, with my little mind, I'm thinking there's a moment where you think, okay, now um, uh, there's situations that occurred mm -hmm. I need to overcome mm -hmm. and be happy with myself, mm -hmm. happy with the present moment. This is me now and let's, let's, move. let's move. How did you come to that point? I always found that somehow, and looking back now, especially now that you're saying overcome, there's something in me. I don't know whether it's because of the journey or if, if it's something that I've always had, but there's something in me that has always known what to do, mm, mm. but you just don't do it type of thing. So I think everyone might have that where you know that if I actually do this, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this thing is going to, you know, <laughs> and a very concrete example of that is when still very little, I would say maybe, so this happened, what, I was 11 um, so let's say probably six months after I realized my eyesight was gone, I shut down. I closed my eyes because mm. it was almost like if I'm not going to see 100%, mm. I'm not going to see at all. Yes. Right. Yes. So I actively blinded myself, if I might mm. put it that way. So mm. I, I closed my eyes and I never opened my eyes. And that's how I played. That's how I did something. For mm. months, six to nine months. Ooh. And uh, my parents were very concerned about that decision, you know. And uh, they took me to a psychologist and all of that. And I remember being in the waiting room. And I said to myself, this lady is going to make me pinch my eyes closed and open a few times. Mm. Mm. And I told my mom that. I said, she's most likely going to tell me to pinch my eyes, you know, close and open, close and open, close and open as an exercise yes. to, 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 you know, get Activate, comfortable. Um, and my mom's like, why don't you do, just do it? I'm like, I, I don't want to type of thing, you know. And trust me, we went in, we spoke, whatever. And then she said, try this. And she said, pinch your eyes close and open. I knew it. We spent money on this now. <laughs> but I knew. <laughs> I could have just done this at home. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And, um, and I found that many times that is, that is how it is with a lot of things, even as adults. Like, mm. you know, oh, maybe my business is not working mm. or my this is not working. But if I just... Start this. this. Yeah, it's you're gonna right. work. It's so right. I, I think I learned to, in some aspects mm. where I was confident and comfortable to actually act on that yeah. knowledge. Mm. That you know what, if I do this, I'll get over that. Yeah, that's just how I had to till today. You know. You know what? I just love how you bring that to the spotlight because it's it is that voice. Yeah, just it's yeah, yeah, but it's like something that ugh, it's too hard to it's do. It's too hard to do, <laughs> exactly. You know, think of exercise for mm. example. Everybody knows you gotta exercise. You know that you have to schedule it. You know, you know, no matter how busy you are, you must either you work there. out earlier or you do it after Later. work or something. But you know exactly what you need to do. Wait, but wait. how many people sit and be like, oh, don't exercise. I don't have time. Mm. I, I'm too busy. But mm. deep down, you know. How have what to, to do wake up and do this and you just somehow don't do it because it's 
It makes sense, you it, know, like, uh, it's, not, it's not comfortable, yeah, mm, it's mm, not comfortable. It's not comfortable, yeah. so you'd rather stay in your comfortable space. That's I like what you say, because I, I never actually thought of it that way, but now that you're putting it, especially also in a business sense, yes. when you failed so hard, and oh. um, I have quite quite a few times, and the reason why you popped up to me in this episode is that you've had to deal with that in a personal aspect, mm-hmm. which is what we've just gone through, mm-hmm. and also in the business aspect, um, because I remember when listening to your podcast, you did try out a stint in being an agent, and yes. also your singing career, yes. and also... How did you also get to that point? Because I just feel like, Fernando, you're so put together. I really what? Think, I really Yo. do. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> hey, I am holding on to that. <laughs> no, listen, I just feel like you've got it all sorted. You know what you want. You've overcome whatever it is that people say you can't do. Yeah. People say you that or things that your mind have told you, okay, I can't do this. You've gotten to a point where, okay, I've tried singing, I'm moving. Yeah. I've tried that, I want to, yeah. you know, I've overcome that and now I'm doing my podcasting, now I'm doing my, mm-hmm. you know, or oh, I'm not doing the dishes, that's what I'm yeah, doing. No, no, no. <laughs> so I just feel like in that way, like you've made up your mind, you don't need to little or us to take a yes. vote on what you gotta what do you're going to do next, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, how do you actually get to that point of saying, okay, Okay. Um, the singing thing, maybe even on a pause, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. you know that now this is what I'm going yeah. to focus on. Yeah. Like, how do you get that inspiration? And also be very deliberate about, about your next it. step. Yeah. It's really not easy because I've, say for the singing, sure. I've invested because I graduated. I have an honors degree in, in, in performance, mm. you know. So I've invested years yeah. of my life. Oh. My parents have invested mm. finances. And uh, it just, it didn't work out. It wasn't easy. I've had gigs where people really didn't pay me. I've had gigs where I voluntarily performed without getting payment mm. for exposure. Mm. I don't know, exposure. Oh, people love that one. Uh. And it's like, it's ludicrous, really. No, you know, <laughs> and I like in a performance hall, people say exposure doesn't pay bills, bro. <laughs> you know, it does truth. not pay bills. It doesn't pay for that microphone that I have to invest in to give you the best performance, mm. you know. And the time and the travel. I have to practice. Mm. I have to be good at what I do for me to give you those 45 minutes. Mm. It takes time before. And people, I think, only think of, "Eh, you're just singing. But how long did it take me to actually practice? I have to take a a good hour every day, Mm. you know, to get to, to give you the best performance, you know. And I'm very big on that. I, I, this is one thing that I do have. If I'm not going to do it well, mm. I'm not going to do it at all. Okay. okay. So if I'm not going to give you the best that I know I can give you mm. and I know that I can improve from, I'm not going to do it, mm. you know? Mm. So I could see that that's my music wasn't taking me there. I was begging and I've got a little bit of pride as well where I hate to beg. I hate yeah, to feel like no, I we all at do. somebody's mercy. <sighs> and because I'm a beginner, then I have to humble oh. Look, I'm humble in, yeah, my <laughs> attitude and type of thing, but my worth, like, I, no, the investment, no. how long did I go to school for this? You're right, you're you right, know? You're, you're And all. you're not even giving me minimum 
wage. Mm, mm. I'm not even asking for professional fee. I'm giving you minimum, minimum. salary. You don't want to pay me the mm. minimum. So should I eat really crumbs? No, I'm not willing to do that, you know. And then I've failed so much. I, I never thought about how much I've failed. I've always heard about people. <laughs> failing, <laughs> but you never associated with yourself. I, that's not something I do. No, <laughs> I've failed. I've tried with my friend. You met her, Miss Unique Nas. Yes, I met her. We did. Uh, we tried. Um, <laughs> we tried buying a, a, an event franchise. Mm. We paid for that. Ooh. Money gone. Do you understand? We didn't get what we were supposed to get. And this time we are we just out of university. We put together twenty thousand rands. You know, I'm newly married, and we're like, let's get let's do this going. thing. Nothing mm. came out of that. My husband and I invested in CBD. I won't even tell you how much money went we lost in there because the market wasn't ready and we also i mean you have to take that responsibility mm. of we didn't do the due diligence of doing yeah. the market research and making sure that the people uh we were targeting were actually interested yes. in our product and yes. all that you know and they said go big or go home yeah Mm-mm. 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 not always you were talking about myths the other day yes yes that's a myth this go is big. a myth <laughs> Start small, small. tread lightly, yes. understand what you're doing. Because yes. when you go big, the loss is too damaging. It's very damaging, mm. you know. So um, it's lessons that I'm happy I learned. And uh, have overcome quite well. Have, I've had to because if we don't, then we're stuck. We're stuck. You do stay stuck, mm. you know. And mm. I mean, I'm a, I'm, I stay at home with my son. Like now we are homeschooling full time. But I'm a stay at home. Mm. And if I let these get to me, depression will eat me up. It will. It you know? Will. It's very easy. And I don't want that. Like you're saying I'm put together and hey, I need to hold on to something. Yeah. You know? No, please <laughs> keep gonna, that. And you are. You, you are. Trust me, you are put together. And I think sometimes having gone through these obstacles or losses, if I can mm-hmm. put it like that, makes you. I don't know. It makes you think. It makes you think. It makes you wiser. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I know that whole story of 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 losing um, of losing a big big investment. But yeah. I, I'm telling you, uh, Fernando, it's it go, it goes nothing close to investing your time and your oh, talent no. and all no. of that. No. But no. what what I can account is um, from my own personal experience is that whole story of after having given so much, mm. so much, mm. and you get that kick in the stomach. Yeah. The only thing that really helps me rise after that is thinking, firstly, I don't like to waste my failures. Yes, Because yes, yes. if I failed on something... You I need to have gotten something out of it. I need to have gotten something out of it. <laughs> Most times... Most times, I will take the same element that has made me fail, mm. and I will say, okay, I know you're a two. Let me see how I can get you into a five. Yeah. Or I shot, but I shot a little bit to the left. Let yeah. me shoot again a little bit to, to the, the right. right. But it's so painful mm. to, to set yourself up for the next shot again. It, it is. It is. And, but it's... it's the thing you said that you, you your failures can't be a loss. Mm. That's very, very important. And I know that 
you might sometimes be prepared and okay with your failure but be careful of your circle mm. because many times people are not okay with your failure mm. right many times i said there for example the cbd thing it mm. was a huge huge loss but i mean i've made peace of the fact that hey it's it done right, you know yeah. mm. but then my mother would sit there and be like Ish. if only but that thing <laughs> you know <laughs> And I start to feel, mm. then it starts to come to me. And I'm like, no, lady, no, Block I'm okay it. with I'm it. it. You mm. know, mm. so really be okay with your losses yeah. and know what you got out of it. Yeah. There's always something. And it's not always monetary. We, we, we are so quick for money. Yes, 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 yes. We are so on. quick for money. Ooh. And it's not always monetary. Even if it's the lesson of don't go big. Yeah. Start small. small. That's a very valuable mm. lesson to me because mm. the common mindset in business is go big or go, go home. Go, just go, you know, go, go, go. You are go, either go. in no, or you're out. Go. Just go. <laughs> hey, that's that's wrong because mm. you are investing what whatever you are buying. Say so you are now using your capital. Mm. You're using your savings, right? Oh. If something happens to you today. That go big money is not going to stay and sustain. It's not going to sustain your family. Mm. You know, mm. it's not going to sustain the people that stay behind. So you have to think that your your decisions, your risks, they do have an impact on the people around you. Especially if you're a mother. Especially if you're a father. You know what I mean. Mm. If you're somebody that is taking care of their parents mm. or siblings, your risks have an impact. It has to be calculated. Yes. Rather start small. So, for example. Instead of us going on the wholesaler mm. stuff, we could have started as home sailors, yes. like selling little by little and, and see. see how viable is this would have spent way mm. less. And analytics, you gauge your analytics gauge. and go according to exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. But mm. now you go in and you're sitting with all this product. Mm. That product is liquidated. Uh. It, it, the, the capital, I mean, you know, it's it's gone. Uh. You know? Uh. So but now you have to be okay with you that. Must, you must you move. You have to you be okay move. and move. You know? Oh, you know what? I just, I'm so touched as you're talking about this because really I've also had those type of knocks where you've invested so much. Oh, for me, mostly it's my energy. Mm. I invest a lot of my, when I'm into something, yeah, I, I, I invest a lot in it. Like my whole energy mm -hmm. goes into it. And then you find out, and I realize that comes a time where I need to grieve for the loss. You do of that moment. I think my overcoming that moment comes with me having to take time mm -hmm. off, really try to unplug myself from what I thought yes. it was going to be. Yes, you know, um, just take a step back. And now try to heal, um, mm. even with relationships, with sometimes any friendships. Oh, I, my, know? my, my friendships are so going haywire. <laughs> hey, let's not even go there. That, that's a topic for your podcast. Hey, we'll come. <laughs> hey, we'll go. Hey, yeah. Friendships or something else. So there's something else. True. And then also just unplugging from that. And I think after I've recuperated enough, and then I get I get back into mm -hmm. being the Thule that I usually am. Mm -hmm. I plug in and I over, over And also exert. try to, how can I even be better? How, mm. What is Thule 2.1? Mm. You know? Mm. Because you can't come out of a situation the same person. Yes. That situation has, has to, to have 
I'll tell you how I started podcasting. I started music, right? I didn't care for producing or computers or anything like that. Mm. For me, it's the microphone and I'll sing my heart out. And I'm happy with that. And uh, I, so with my company now, Neon Bloom Productions, initially was an agency to basically kill this thing of paying artists with exposure. Pay them. Pay them money. You know? Even if it's paying for their transport mm. and, and providing a meal, something. You can't have artists come and sing for you on an empty stomach no, or whatever, no. you know. So my whole point was to create an agency that would give artists a working gig. Mm. And trust me, people do not want to pay artists. No, they don't. They people don't, don't want to pay artists. But on the flip side, artists also don't want to take responsibility mm, for their craft. Yes. I think you they're know? afraid more than anything. They, they want to be are. valued. Yes. Mm. But also, like I said to you earlier, I like being the best at what I do. The best that I think I can be mm. and improve from that. Because there's someone better than me. Of course. And how can I match Over. that? Mm. Right? But I need to start with being the absolute best that I can be. Mm. And a lot of musicians don't have that. They're yeah. just satisfied with the, hey, I'll show up and perform, drinking at the gigs and all of They don't mm. take their music as a profession. Mm. You know? Mm. And I have that mindset, which I think... I'm a creative, but maybe not so much because I have this different way of seeing things. You know, mm. I don't see. Yes, music is an art, but um, it's a. Uh, <laughs> okay, now I think our sons are trying to stop us from this. People are floating around here. Tell mommy. Okay, huh? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> mommy, mommy, mommy here. Fernando. Same with me. I know those podcasting. I let it be. It's part of life. If you are. Yeah, I, I never let it. I never let it. But yeah, I'd be like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, but I understand what you're saying. Like yeah. when it comes to the simple maths of how much did it cost me to get here? Yes. How much did it cost me? to be looking this way because I need to it's a business it's a business I must present you myself. must present yourself as such therefore you will get those returns exactly. artists don't have that artists or musicians I'll say music is an art whatever but you know I don't want to step on toes right? <laughs> but that's just what I see and um it didn't work out. Then I tried the artist management thing, and it's like I, I don't want to babysit people. Mm. So, <laughs> you already have a baby. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. You know, I'm not babysitting you on your career. No, <laughs> you know. So, because yeah, I, I heard artists can be quite irresponsible, eh? Oh yeah, they can. They can because there's this. Um, it's not like the corporate setting. Mm. I know I wouldn't survive corporate, right? But artistry does it doesn't require that strict protocol okay. of you need to present yourself a certain mm. way because it's a self-expression. Yeah. I'm expressing myself to you. I'm a, or I'm presenting myself to you as me as Fernando, the uh, artist. Yeah, you know? it's a creator. Exactly. Mm. So it's this or, you know, if you're looking for someone more polished, go find that person. Okay. When corporate, you adapt to fit in. Exactly. With the artist, is, it's this or, or nothing. Never mind. You know? <laughs> so yeah. having to make this person understand that, yes, but you're a brand, you're a business, mm. it's, it's, it's a whole, uh, it's person management. Yes. You know? Yes. It's a whole new... Um, 
industry basically completely you so know so i'd like us to wrap up fernando i think um this has been so uh, wonderful for me i'm i'm learning so much from you and i'm really appreciating our friendship um and your people Ooh, i'm really people. enjoying your people <laughs> so i mean for me that is fun i just like to leave it at a very encouraging note mm. and say keep on being so put together because it makes it easier for me as well. The ch- same challenge that you have when it comes to facing able people. Mm. I'm also facing the same challenge in terms of trying to break through. But mm. I want to be, you know, yeah. I, I want to connect. Yes. But it's like we have the same barrier. Yeah. So if I'm able to be forthcoming and you are as welcoming mm. as you've been to me, it mm. makes me feel so good and it makes me feel so yeah. validated in strange ways <laughs> that you are like, girl, you okay? Why do you need this validation from together, me? That put together thing, that's my validation. That's the one I'm going to bed with tonight. Like, uh-oh. So you think if there's anything that we've left out before our sons come back Before again. the sons come back. I thought I did hear my son breathe, did I? Yes, I he heard went his that breath. way. <sighs> like that sounds like someone <laughs> that no. went that way. Um, um, I think capital know what you are doing, or, or rather, know what you can get out of what you're doing. Nothing is a waste. I think you know we we tend to look and compare what other people are doing. Where am I at this age versus the social media influencer and all of that? You know, yes. but whatever it is that you're doing, it it. You don't have to get monetary returns out of it. Yes, you know, yes. I got from getting into radio, I got to understand what a mixer does. I got to understand how else I could use a microphone besides singing. Mm. And two years of working for free, I'm now doing my own podcasting. Yes. And I converted my business that then was supposed to be an artist management thing into like, let's make podcasts. Yay. Let's find other podcasters. Let's support each other. Let's, you know, but I'm also kind of new at this, you know, but I'm learning, I'm mm. learning. So nothing is ever a, a waste. waste, you know, and if you feel like it's going to be a waste, don't invest your time in it. Love that. Love that. So I think you've wrapped that up quite nicely for us. I keep on using this line every time, but anyway, wrap it up. <laughs> it's a wrap. Um, thank you everybody for joining us. I also hope you've enjoyed this insert. Um, that's it from us. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.